Le seul podcast sur le PSG en anglais. Hello and welcome to another episode of PSG Talking. Today is Friday, July 17th, and I'm your long-haired host, Ed. And joining me are two contributors who are based in perhaps the two worst states right now when it comes to the coronavirus. We've got Guillaume in California and uh, Tyrone over there in, uh, in Florida. Guys, how are you holding up? We're doing a lot better than Florida. For Uh-oh. sure, for sure. Florida. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Um, we're doing all right. We're doing all right. I actually um, took, I'm originally from Connecticut, so I took a trip uh, back home recently, spent some time up there. I just got back, and it's, it's a crap show over here. So me and my girlfriend are talking about potentially heading back up north. And it's not because like we're nervous, but it's just there's nothing to do. Everything's closed. But yeah. hey, listen, man, you know, quarantining inside, talking PSG, watching as much uh, football as I can. Yeah, thankfully we had football some games back. here recently to talk about. Football does. Back, and that helps a lot. That helps a lot. It does. Oh, my God. Yeah. Well, yeah. France has definitely handled the situation a lot better, so luckily we were able to have some PSG anyone games. <laughs> anyone else. Anyone else. Functioning government, like barely, even barely functioning government, has. Yes, and they've handled it so well that we are actually able to have fans in the stadium. So PSG had a friendly against, Guillaume, correct me, or you guys, if I say this wrong, Waslin Beverin? Beverin, yeah. Yeah, it sounds like the maker of that IPA you were holding up earlier. Uh, but in fact, they're a second-tier Belgium team, um, and PSG won today, 7-0. Um, you had goals, you had an own goal, you had Neymar scoring, Icardi scoring, Mbappe Chupa Moting of all people with a brace. Oh, Beso had a goal. goal. <laughs> so I want to just start, and again, we can start with you. Just overall thoughts. This is now the second friendly. We'll get to the first one later in the show, but just any overall thoughts on the match? Um, I, I wonder if they paid Beveren to like, okay, um, so we want you guys to have a little bit more intensity than Le Havre. Shouldn't be too too hard. Um, and we want every, I mean, the whole entire roster to play. So we thought maybe four times 30 minutes would do. Okay. How much you got? <laughs> Alien euros? Okay. Here we go. Perfect. Everybody played. Nobody got injured. Um, it was a training. High intensity training. With, with fans cheering you on, with the Otoy fans. So for the fans, um, they were allowed back, so maximum five thousand people, but they're not going to be allowed to travel. Yeah. So it, there's a for people who care a geographic limitation of this displacement of people in France. Mm-hmm. So you can't go like anywhere. So. Um, I'm not sure what it means for the game against Saint-Étienne and the one against OL at Stade de France. I don't know exactly how, but yeah. there can be more than 5,000 people, and I don't think they can um, mix mm-hmm. PSG fans and Saint-Étienne fans or PSG fans and OL fans. So I have no idea. Um, so they're talking about no fans at all. 
Yeah. I did read that the I don't believe the Ultras will be traveling, so they won't be at the two cup finals. And they definitely, in today's match, were not six feet away. There were no, so there wasn't any social distancing, but they sounded great. It was nice. It was a little weird yeah, to hear the uh, fans cheering yeah. and not have it, you know, piped in like the Premier League and other leagues. Um, both good and nice. Yeah. It does, you know, football is nothing without fans. It's more than a slogan. It, it, you know, you start to realize how important the fans are. Um, Tyrone, what was to you anything that stood out to you, any specific player, or just great to have some fans in the stadium? What were your overall thoughts on the game? Yeah, I think it's it's definitely great to have fans in the stadium. I think I appreciated that in the first friendly as well. I wasn't expecting that. I didn't read it. Maybe I just was a little behind on the news, so I wasn't expecting it. But after watching all the Serie A games and Premier League games with no fans, even a few fans, you know, was, was definitely appreciated. In terms of the game itself, I mean, listen, there's nothing – we shouldn't be taking too much away from these games, right? What I'm concerned about mainly is how are the players moving, fitness levels, do they seem sharp? You know, the way they're moving around the pitch, the way they're, um, you know, taking their shots, set pieces, stuff like that. Do they just seem that they're in that rhythm? And PSG do. I think today we saw Icardi and Neymar a couple times maybe need to calibrate their shot a little bit. But, you know, they seem up for it. They seem excited. They seem physically there. I don't see rust. And I know you've touched on it a few times on the on Twitter account. You know, you're not seeing the <laughs> rust. But I definitely think right there, and we all know this, there is a big difference between playing who we played and what we're about to face, not only in the cup finals, but also when we get to August 12th or August 13th. Um, it is a different level. So for me, I could care less about the score. We know people that don't like PSG. If we let up a goal to these teams or only score three goals, it's going to be an issue. It's PSG, you know, exactly. But for yeah. me, it doesn't matter. Right? It's about match fitness. It's about people getting those minutes and I love that he's rotating people. I actually liked the format today for those friendlies, like, you know, 30 minutes, um, four quarters or three, whatever it was, halves of 30 minutes, two hours to let everyone kind of get a run in. Um, and that, that's all I cared about. And everyone looked good today. I thought we came out the gate a little slow, which is, you know, to expect. I don't think, you know, these guys were too hyped up. They were seeing it as fun, just trying to kind of shake off some rust, but they look good though. Yeah. I wanted to talk about that one play where the ball was, going it looked like it was going to go out of bounds and Neymar slid to save it and then he did you know his Neymar skills and kind of danced around the defender and played a really nice lovely ball and that's I think to your point is what I was looking for to see that effort level and to see that connection be able to build something and create goal scoring opportunities and that didn't lead to a goal but it certainly could have and you know for a guy like Neymar who's just out there against a second tier Belgium team and you see him out there sprinting to save a ball I mean he didn't have to do that and no one would have slated him for maybe jogging a little bit but I am like you I am definitely seeing the effort level and I'm seeing them being able to create chances, and that's exactly what I wanted to see. Um, one player who struggled a little bit today, uh, Guillaume, I want to get your thoughts, was uh, Mero Cardi. Definitely looked a little careless in front of goal. Um, dare I say Cavani-esque with some of those misses. Um, what were your thoughts on Cardi? Any worry there with that? No. I mean, it's not going to be linear, so just my five cents on it. But when I play tennis after a long break... First game, I rock. <laughs> Second game, oh my god! Like you know, a few days later, oh my god! And that's what happened. That's what's happening. Icardi, it's a special position nine. It's all about the the mental, but also there's a you know, body mind connection. And uh, you could tell in his um, in his demeanor that he was sure of scoring, but mm -hmm. he lacks that. 
elapsed that you know fraction of a second, like a, a tenth of a second, which normally he has. Right. And uh, but then Neymar was so nice mm. on the penalty. That that was so nice of him. It's like you know he's struggling. Here we go. And uh, I thought Icardi would miss, but then then he gave hundred percent and boom, he scored, and he was so happy. Yeah, so, so nice let's set step. it up for those because a lot of people on Twitter were having trouble finding games. So let's just set it up. PSG had won. Pa- What's that? It was, on, uh, it was on YouTube live. You, you, you don't understand. I get tweets all the time. Do you have a link? Do you have a stream? So for those who missed I, it. I didn't know. I just uh, I read. <laughs> I went on the subreddit. Yeah. PSG, PSG, and one guy was like, it's on YouTube. I'm like, oh, great, because okay. I was watching it on my phone. Yeah. And that was not great. All right, next time I'm going to let people know, so if it's on um, YouTube. But basically, PSG had won a penalty. I think it hit someone's arm in the box, and so Neymar stepped up for the penalty. He had already scored a penalty earlier, and after Icardi had his two misses, instead of shooting it on goal, he kind of just tapped it over to Icardi, who then scored. So uh, I don't know. Before that, he has the goalkeeper. Yeah. Where you on the ball? On the right or on the left? (laughs) And they were, like, laughing, you know? Oh, my God. And he went for Icardi. Placed it. It was amazing. Have you ever seen, Tyron, have you ever seen a goal like that? Like a penalty where you just yeah. pass it off? So the first time I saw it, I know Thierry Henry has tried it. Okay. Um, he actually made a mess of it. It was years ago in the Premier League. Um, but I did see um, Leo Messi do it. And he actually was meant for Neymar, but Suarez got to it first. And then I saw it yesterday where Sergio tried it and it didn't go so hot. So I was... Uh, Definitely glad that we were able to get it off. And the funny thing is, Icardi cool. misses the tap in, <laughs> but the angle of that goal, such a tight angle at the near post, was so difficult. So yeah. it's, it, that was a Cavani esque moment to score like a super difficult goal, but can't tap him. But like Ian said, I'm not too worried about it. Um, you know, he's going to have those moments. He scored a handful of goals the other day. Um, he's also still getting into the rhythm. Strikers, number nines, need to see that. They need to see the ball going to the net. They need to get that, that familiarity. And if you give me Mario Mario Icardi with the ball on the line, game on the line, and a chance with one on one with the goalkeeper, I'm going to feel pretty confident. You know what I mean? So yeah, he definitely seemed like a player that knew he was playing against a second tier Belgium team, and he was just like, whatever, I'm not really going to give. He him was 100%. laughing. Yeah, he. Yeah, was... I don't think it's anything to worry about. But Chupa Moting, Guillaume, those are two. I don't care who you're playing. Those were two really nice goals. I mean, could he back up Icardi? Let's say Icardi goes down with an injury. Well, yeah. I mean, that's the plan. That's the plan. Um. He's a interesting player because of his size and physicality. Mm. So he's a sort of Giroud in many ways. Um, he's not as good as Giroud in the air, unfortunately. But so he's an anchorman. Uh, so he's not going to back up Icardi exactly the same way because he's not a mutual scar. But every listen, every time he comes in, he's not the best player on the planet, but he delivers. Yeah, he does what the the coach asks him to do. And he's very useful to, to the team. And, well, if you can score in it here and there, yeah. No, I like I like, yeah. I like Shupo. We've got everybody him for, everybody we got, likes Shupo. <laughs> we got him for just he's a little bit longer. Right? I'm sorry? Yeah, he's, we don't ha- I said we don't have him under contract. Like I don't think there is any plan of extending him. No, he's gone. Yeah, he's, he'll, he'll be gone. He's gone. Yeah, yeah. Which begs the question, we probably need a backup striker. We're going to replace him. Mm-hmm. That being said... <laughs> Um, I never can pronounce his name. Sorry, I should. I don't even know what I'm talking about. <laughs> that kid that came um, later. Mendo. Thank you. Yes. Kelly Mendo. 
You better start learning that name. I think we're going to hear a lot more of him. And we, we've got a question about some of our youngsters later on, so remember that name. We'll, we'll talk about him, I'm sure, a little bit later. Interesting. He's a pit bull. Yes. And um, he, he hit the post on his first attempt on the very, I mean, he's, and so in, in U18, he's, he's a killer. Go, 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 go. So, yeah. Who knows? Yeah, and he'll, he'll help with the uh, Champions League rule about having so many players trained in France. So, you know, if he can get into the first team, he'll definitely help with that. Um, before we move on to the next game, any other thoughts on maybe the starting lineup? We did see Thiago Silva came in. Um, he said on the – he didn't start the last match. But, uh, you know, Thiago Silva, do you think – what do you think Tuchel's thinking? Is he going to start Silver against Atalanta or maybe in of the course. two cup finals? Especially against Atalanta. Especially. Especially, okay. Especially. Oh, yeah, it's critical. Really? Atalanta is a, is, a, is a team always, well, we'll talk about it later, but yeah. always um, moving, 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 moving. So you need, uh, you need the Thiago Silva to follow the game and be like the sweeper central defender. Without him. <laughs> so you wouldn't go Marquinhos and Kempembe instead? Yeah, because that's my thinking. I would, I would, I would do Marquinhos and Silva. Mid- in the midfield. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. I mean, that being said, it's, it's hard because uh, Zapata is really powerful. Mm-hmm. And Marquinhos may struggle. So it's, it's... And Marquinhos might be very, very useful in midfield. That's a good point. So it's, it's gonna be, I think Tuchel is going to make his decision based on the fitness. Mm-hmm. Of his midfield, if Gay is not at hundred percent or at hundred and ten percent, like he, you know, he needs to be, <laughs> well, Marquinhos maybe maybe in midfield because they they, I mean they're intense. But. I don't know if Tuchel would start him, but ending the season before the break, as well as the Champions League games and seeing what I've seen in the last two games, mm-hmm. I mean there is something to be said for Paredes. I mean, he looks good. The way he dictates the tempo, the way he di- dictates the game. Sure, um, he's also a pit bull. Um, yes. you know, there's also even though I'm I'm a fan of Gay and I think he should be in there. I mean, there is an argument to to have Paredes in that midfield as well. And I think I could see Tuchel if if Gay is not performing well, getting pulled relatively early. Yes, even Herrera. I think Herrera was interesting today. Mm-hmm. He's a yeah. good overall midfielder. Um, for the first time, Tuchel has options. Sorry, we're going completely off the... Yeah, what I, just to wrap up this this part of the conversation, I will say in the Champions League, you will get five substitutions. So if he goes with a player in midfield, he can yank them much faster than maybe you, he would in the past. Which is great news for PSG. Yeah. It's great news for any team. But yeah. for us, it's... Hmm. <laughs> but, so to go back to today's game, I think um, there's a... There's a progression in intensity, which is perfect. Rav, Berevin, and then um, I think there's another friendly before. Celtic. Celtic, yeah. So Celtic, still a friendly. Saint-Étienne, not a friendly at all, (laughs) but, you know, they're among our favorite victims. And then not a friendly at all against Mm -hmm. OL. Both teams preparing the Champions League. Um, incredibly important game for Olympic Lyonnais because you know they're not going to win. The, I mean, you know, they're there. What six yeah. in uh, Ligue 1. Um So that's the only way they can get a title. That's um, right. So yeah. the the the, the, inten- the progression in intensity is is kind of perfect. 
Yeah, I don't know if they meant that on purpose, but you're right. It starts out very slow, which is good, and then ramps up towards the end of July. So, so it's uh, there's a difficult balance because we're going to lack intensity in games <laughs> compared to Atalanta, but they will have played a lot more games than us, so they'll yep. be a bit more tired, even if their body will be used to that higher intensity. Um, so in training... They're trying to compensate for that. Mm-hmm. So um, we can keep our fingers crossed that the whole club, the whole management, the staff, everybody's like focused on that Champions League game. Try to avoid injuries, mm-hmm. which is really, really important. But you could you, you notice that the, the you know Neymar is making efforts. Everybody's like focused and professional and yes. and. The team plays as a team. We play. We we're playing as a team. There's a the French call it fond de jeu. The hard to translate. <laughs> a style of play. There's a style of play. Yes. For years we were like, hey, how, how does Paris Saint Germain play? Um, well, we have Neymar and uh, Mbappé. Okay. Now we can, you know. Now we understand the the. How the team plays, function, mm-hmm. variety, gay, or fullback. It's a fun style of play. Like, I enjoy watching PSG play. Very efficient. Very, very, very efficient. Mm-hmm. Very efficient. Um, yeah. Speaking of so, efficient, we had the, the game against Lahav 9 0. I'm going to get you guys' thoughts on this game about a week ago. I mean, it was great effort. You had goals from Acardi had a brace. Calamundo had a had a goal. Sarabi had a brace. Neymar with a brace. They Dreesen all look gay. fit. Nobody had a belly. Yeah. You know, we've no seen that before. <laughs> we have. Isn't that we before have. from a few players? Um, so, no, even... I mean, there's not much else to say about the game against Real, but even Draxler today looked like concerned and involved. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Did you never see that from him? No. So a, I don't something. know what to think about him. <laughs> I think the the fact that, that, that now it's like World Cup style, mm-hmm. the league is behind us. All the games ahead before the Champions League of, for the club are like training. Of course, the game against Lyon will not be. No. It'll be a rehearsal, like a full-dress rehearsal before the Champions League. But there's like, a, this starts now, it ends up, well, either after the Atalanta game or, you know, a, a few days later that. And so it's manageable mentally for everybody at the club because it's exactly like a World Cup. Yeah. So and we have a lot of players with World Cup experience, some we World have Cup winners. World Cup. We, have, we have young players, we have older players, more, more experienced players. Um, yeah, it's... Um, I like today how the... Like everybody look involved, professional, dedicated, doing mm-hmm. this job, no jokes, still having you, fun. And you saw the same against Lahav. I mean, it was the same yeah. effort level from what I could tell. Yeah. Um, Tyrone, I want to get you in here. You could talk about Lahav or if you want to group the two games together. But are you kind of on what Guillaume and I are thinking? I mean, you just saw the same effort level, lots of goals, 16 total goals in two games. Like, I don't care who you're playing. That's... That's pretty hard to do. I mean, these are professionals that PSG are going up against. So just talk about 
the Levahov game and maybe as a whole these two first two games? Yeah, I mean, I I think the same thing uh, goes for for that game as well, right? It's about match intent or not match intensity, but match fitness, knocking the rust off, going through the motions, mm-hmm. um, you know, getting playing in your sets, making the right runs, you know, the right movement, that kind of stuff. That's all I'm looking to see. But yeah, these these guys were jazzed up for this. This is not one of those things. I heard someone say, "Oh, I don't know if these guys really want to be back playing football." Like, I don't know what game you're watching. You know what I mean? Like, these guys are happy to be back. You know, at the end of the day, whether Neymar is unhappy, if that's true or not in Paris, whether you know he does want to go somewhere else, these guys love playing football. That is it. You know, when they step inside those white lines and they step on the pitch, they're happy, and you can see that these guys were ecstatic to be back. That's what they want. Um, so yeah, I'm happy. I'm I'm happy to see some of the young some of the young kids play. Um, I'm happy to see, um, you know, what we're doing. So, all in all, happy with what I've seen so far. Really excited to see kind of what's going on with the the Saint Etienne game and the OL game. Um, to see kind of when things really pick up a little bit and you know hardware's on the line and kind of how we're we're in what mindset we're in and stuff like that so but all in all happy with what i've seen definitely no uh no negative thoughts really i think it's all positive positive. and now for the neymar to barcelona portion of the show i want to get guillaume's thoughts Aww. when you just look at and it's going to be positive don't worry don't worry when you see killian mbappe and neymar and you see the friendship and you see how they play off each other on the pitch why would either one of them leave at this moment what what is neymar going to go to barcelona it's a dumpster living, fire right now nobody's living this summer well, I know that, but like even in two seasons, like why would any why would they want to leave? Because uh, Neymar might not want to, but yeah. Mbappe will. Get yeah. used to the idea that Kylian Mbappe is not going to stay many more years at Paris Saint Germain. I just don't know where they're going to find what they currently have right now playing together because no other team can afford both of them. We won't. Yeah, we won't. But with uh, so, let's say we reach the semi of the Champions League. In the final, uh, Mbappe's value, whoop. Yeah. and then uh, another season where we, you know, we have that status now. Oh, contender, and uh, he's worth what, two hundred and forty million euros. Yeah, minimum. So he goes, and we get two hundred and forty million euros. We lose Kylian Mbappe. Ouch. You know, and if he ah, delivers a Champions League title, <laughs> who do we get? Well, we're going to get Pogba, and we're going to get that amazing uh, winger from uh, Ajax, yeah. and maybe an uh, international-level striker. Yeah. Okay. You could buy a lot with that much money, and you know it'll be easier to see him go if he can deliver a Champions League, and I don't care if it's this season in this funky kind of format that we have, or, or next season. If he gives us a Champions League title, I don't think there'll be a single PSG fan that won't applaud him on his way to Real Madrid or anywhere else. You know, He would have done what he came here to do. Imagine the, the the race between Manchester United and Real Madrid to get Mbappe. You know? Oh my goodness! That obviously no chance he goes to Manchester United. Ooh, no chance. Who knows? I have a I have a very weird take on this, and I think I'm okay. one of those fans that is like, I try and be realistic. You okay. know what I mean? And I know Mbappe's not staying here. Ed, I know you're always saying, <laughs> "Oh, why would he want to leave?" But at the end of the day, like, listen, PhD is a great club. It's his home club. When you're growing up to play soccer and you grow up in Europe, there is Real Madrid. There is Barcelona. These are clubs that every kid dreams of playing. You know, I didn't grow up in Europe. I think, Guillaume, you did. You know what I mean? So um, when you play soccer there, like, 
he grew up with Real Madrid, Zidane posters, you know, playing for Zidane. This stuff is realistic for him. And, yeah. you know, one day he will end up in a Real Madrid jersey. I think even, you know, Jules on ESPN has said it. Mm-hmm. It may not be this season. He may extend one more contract, but eventually he will be, you know, playing at the Bernabeu. You know, and we have to just get used to that. And it's okay. You know, I, I think I'm an Mbappe fan. So, you know, if he has a chance to play in La Liga, which I do think is a better league than, yeah, yeah. than Liga, um, and test himself against the best, you know, that's better for France. It's better for him. And, you know, it'll be fun football to watch at it, the end of the day. But he will not be in, in Paris forever. Maybe one more contract at max if Neymar stays also. Well, at least if he does go, it will end the discussion of, oh, he can only do it against, you know, farmers in France. Like, Mbappe is world class in any league, and he won't embarrass anybody. It doesn't matter. Champions Don't League, to the, Don't to the haters. Champions League, uh, your performance over the years. Yeah. yeah, and I also, I also don't want to hear nothing about. Oh, this trophy has an asterisk on it because nope. of the format. I don't want to hear none of that. I'm letting everybody know right now. This is a hard tournament. If not, this potentially could be even harder than you know the regular format. Teams like obviously Liverpool's out, but Barcelona. You know, you can always rely on going back to the camp. Now you can always rely on going back to Anfield. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, Bayern Munich, you can always be, you know, all these teams that, you know, that we've played before, you know, they can maybe lose a one nil or a one one draw on the road, but they know, OK, we're going to go home. We're going to play much. There is no home to go to. You know, there is no safety net to fall back on. There is no game to change up tactics and kind of, you know, reassess the situation. It's all in the line. Ninety minutes. Get it done or go home. That works That's in it. our benefit. We're good at one game. It's that follow-up game is where we kind of fall on our face. So, I'll take it. I'll yeah. take it. All right, let me get a little curveball. Let me ask you guys. The Ballon d'Or. Let's say PSG win it, win the Champions League this year. Mbappe or Neymar, who would you give the Ballon d'Or to? Depends uh, who scores, how, during that tournament. So, so you're just when looking Hattrick, at the next three games. Hattricks is going to get the Ballon d'Or. Okay. If Neymar does it, he's going to get the Ballon d'Or. And if both are... Well, you know, we'll see. Yeah. But I don't want to talk about that. Okay. <laughs> well, fair enough. Let's let's get. Yeah, let, let's move off of that. We we'll get into a little bit more uh, drama with uh, Thomas Munier. I don't know if you guys saw his comments, but basically he said that Leonardo never tried to reach an agreement with Dortmund over allowing him to play in the Champions League, so he's not with the team right now. Um, he's in Dortmund, um, and he said that he did not refuse an extension which Leonardo had told the media that, you know, Meunier did not want to sign an extension. Leonardo has come out and, you know, refuted all of that. So a little bit of a back and forth. What do you make of this, of Meunier's comments, Guillaume? I trust Meunier over Leonardo. Oh, really? Okay. Meunier. Yeah, I think I think Meunier is not a liar. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's a tough year. Uh, harder than 40 million deficit. Mm-hmm. Ouch. Other than 10, maybe, I mean, you know, something like that. Anything they can scrape off. And uh, with the way we play and the players we have as, as fullback, we need a strong defensive fullback and one attacking fullback. Mm-hmm. Well, Bernat on the left, attacking, Kerr on the right, defending. Okay. <laughs> Bye, bye, Thomas. Yeah. And uh, he was on, you know, kind of was on his way out. I mean, the, the club was like, 
It's been going on for a while. It has. Two years. Two years. Yeah, it's been going on for a while. Of time, he has, he has, but he always had that um, that that liability defensively. I mean, that you know, and that doesn't work for the team. So, yeah, no, I think I think uh, it's probably what happened. And Leonardo, you know, obviously. yeah, he's. And don't forget, Munier did like that post about the Marseille supporters. So he's he's never been like a fan favorite. Uh, Tyrone, are you with Guillaume? Do you? Believe yeah. Munier's side uh, of the story? I mean, I, I think I could. Um, I, I read another article a couple of weeks ago, um, maybe like two weeks ago, that said, you know, Dortmund did offer his services back to PSG, mm-hmm. but they wanted some like ridiculous fee to let him, you know, play and potentially get injured. So, listen, at the end of the day, like Guillaume said, it's a business. You know, we're, you know, it's fun for us, entertainment for us, for people like Leonardo, it's a business. And, um, you know, would I have liked to have him there to help us? Yeah, I would have. Am I crying over the fact that he's not going to be there? No, I'm not. Mm-hmm. So, listen, I wish him the best. Um, I'm not really paying attention to it. I think one thing I've also learned over the years since becoming like a hardcore soccer fan is um, soccer news is the most fickle and back and forth thing. Like, you see something new every day. Um, so, I choose try and pick and choose what to believe. But, yeah, I, I could believe, Thomas, that, uh, that he didn't get a mm-hmm. – that he didn't get an offer. Not that this matters, right? Because he's putting his body on the line. But I did see someone today also say, um, you know, these players, some of them sat around for four months, five months, getting paychecks and didn't play. I don't think anyone should pay, play for free. You're putting your body on the line. I'm sure they could have came to an agreement if they wanted to of something. But um, I just think maybe Tuchel and Leonardo didn't think that it was that important. Yeah, I would agree. I think what it came down to is that they the PSG would actually have to pay him more than what his salary was in order to have yeah. him on loan. Like he wanted to increase in pay and the loan fee or whatever. And they were just like, I guess he's not worth it. They saw care come back and, you know, hit just a giant, care. you know, you know, he's been weightlifting. Super, like, yes, care. we're good. He's, yeah. yo, he's huge. Yes. Yeah. So they're like, he is huge. Bye Mounier. I was yeah. looking at him today and I'm like, yeah. What kind of training regimen was he on these last five months? Man? He is. He looks way bigger than. I mean, I don't know. he wasn't great today. Uh, no, he wasn't. He he was mid mid grade. It's gonna be that. No, it's gonna be that good. We just need him to be good for three games in in August. That's it. He will. Then he can go back to sucking for six months if he wants. Sure. Uh, um, I wanted to touch on this. It's not really PSG related, although we can kind of weave it in and out PSG related. But Manchester City had their Champions League ban overturned um the court of arbitration for sport they basically said you did nothing wrong you're fine so they will be in the champions league for the next two seasons i think they do they do have to pay a fine like not that much so that's not what they said so no and i think Guillaume will keep me honest here okay yeah yeah they did something wrong and they were caught doing something wrong but fifa kind of or uefa fooled itself which maybe was something that they brought to the court knowing they weren't going to win. But there is a clause saying that anything that is past five years that has happened, mm-hmm. it's it's null and void. So essentially, they committed you know some a crime, I guess, right? They committed fi- financial fair play, but it has passed now that threshold of five years. And the $10 million fine had nothing to do with the financial fair play. It had to strictly do with the fact that they refused to give their documents up and made it difficult. So that's like a slap on the wrist, like, hey, you could have made this a lot easier. You chose not to, so here's the ten mil. So, um, 
Yeah, I think a lot of people are confused about that, about like, oh, they just got off. They didn't just get off. They they did something wrong. It was just all about the, the timing, which if you're UEFA or you're looking from the outside looking in, you're like, I mean, you knew this. Like, you wrote these rules. Like, how did you not know this? So you kind of maybe just brought it to light to make people say you tried, knowing that they were going to get off. Um, it's definitely a weird situation for sure, but I definitely don't think PSG should just go spending money willy-nilly for sure. And this is why oh, we yeah. have our experts on set me straight. That was brilliant. Thank <laughs> you for you know laying that all out. Guillaume, you know, PSG has kind of gotten away with some things and with technicalities, having Neymar pay like his own buyout and that way it doesn't hit and getting Mbappe on loan. Is this just a case of the, the clubs are smarter than UEFA and they just can't pin them down, even if they are doing something maybe not great for the game of, of football are these teams just too smart for uefa i mean when you're owned by a 380 billion dollar uh fund i forget the word for that sovereign fund you get the top of the top of the top of the top of corporate lawyers on on the planet and not one, get a whole crew of them. So UEFA has really good lawyers here, but they're lawyers for UEFA. So you get an advantage there. Yeah, they will find ways, and then FFP. I mean, there's a lot of good things, good ideas about it. What I think they should dump it into a salary cap that will resolve. I mean, that's too American. We can't do that. It's too American. (laughs) Um, That being said, that American um, sports clubs and uh, the NFL, the NBA, they know how to manage the business really well. Uh, It's it's uh, the 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 soccer league here in this country has been financially managed really really well to make it durable, Mm -hmm. and little by little, they you know they. Uh, UEFA started with nothing. What started changing in UEFA law and regulations was the Bozeman rule, which, you know, was a European regulation going, going against the UEFA way of things. And now any player can go to any club uh, like a like a, it's a labor law. Mm-hmm. UEFA was like, oh, yeah, that's real life, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, that's real life. So they they went the the wrong way. Um, I, I don't know. I'm no specialist of the NBA, but I'm sure right off the bat there was serious framework for business development. Um, a lot of thought about the business, which has never happened in football until recently. Mm-hmm. That has changed with the, the 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 Premier League, which was the the the. Group. The growing sports business uh, segment in Europe, relatively comparable to what you see in the US, but um, it's all kind of new for UEFA. So, if you ever heard of top-notch lawyers, yeah. <laughs> for now, for now, you'll still have. That being said, uh, when I hear, oh, you know, PSG, uh, they corrupted UEFA, FFP didn't do anything to them. Uh, what? No. <laughs> We used to have a fake uh, sponsorship of 210 million euros yeah. per year. Was that the bank, the Qatar bank? 
No, that was Qatar's uh, uh, tourism of Tour- QTA. Okay. That's what it was, okay. They gave PSG 210 million <laughs> euros under the pretext that it was a good promotion of Qatar for tourism. Oh. So UEFA was like, oh, no. So they did everything they could, and they managed. They said, okay, uh, we're going to cut that down to 120 million. I was just like, what? <laughs> and then little by little, it went down to 75 million, and now it's 20 million. So, yeah, that was, and that was great because then Paris had to become a real business. Yeah, which they very much are now. They're one of the which best. They are close. Yeah, close. Not, not quite yet, but very close to me. Very close to me. And uh, that's brilliant. That's durability. So thank you, FAP. Yeah. Um, yeah. The 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 the. the the darker side of the coin here is that's why we didn't have a performance midfield for all these freaking years. But hey, so um, City, yeah, well, they they have really good corporate lawyers too, but they're not out of the woods either. Uh, we're not either. Um, so FFP has been somewhat successful despite all, all of this, but they're not you know, the masters uh, of everything. There's so much at stake. So such a complicated uh, situation yeah. between each European country's laws, labor laws, European laws, international business laws. And, oh. So it sounds like what you're saying is that corporate lawyers are just as important as like a big signing for one of these big clubs. A lot more important. <laughs> a lot more important. Okay. Yeah. Something to keep in mind Very this uh, off season. No corporate lawyers, no Neymar. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah, there we sure. go. Thank um, you, or whatever that uh, consulting firm. Uh, yeah. So I want to get you guys' thought on Atalanta. We saw, I forget what weekend it was, but they played Juventus to a 2-2 draw. They looked really impressive there, and then they beat uh, Brescia. Um, what was that? 6-2 or something like that? Just, yeah, yeah. just crushed them. So basic question, yeah. are you guys scared yet? Tyrone, are you scared of playing this team? I'm not scared of playing this team, and I'll kind of like I guess we'll break this down, right? So, I'm not scared. They are an impressive team. When you watch them, I've been watching. I watch a decent amount of Serie A throughout the year, mm-hmm. and so I've watched them play. I mean, these guys are a no joke. I think they've been third or fourth in Serie A for the last two years. Um, they're second now. They play a very very unique style of football. Um, they are all out attacking. I think they play a three four three. That they play. I think so. You know, it's a very wide What's system with. Yeah, with the wing backs coming very high, overloading the flanks. But the same thing, I guess, the, ca- the caveat, caveat to that is, in Syria, they have not seen an attack like PSG's. Um, even Juventus, if you watch them play, they're, they're uncreative. They are lethargic. They do not, they're not a fun team to no, watch. No, I have to stop you. A team with Rabio, I would not describe <laughs> as lethargic. So, you know... Exactly my, th- my my thought process. And not even that. When you commit that many men forward to go on the attack, you leave a lot of space in the back. Mm-hmm. And yes, they can do that in Serie A because not, not many teams, maybe outside of Juventus, can exploit that space. And that's why they leak goals. That's why the last team in the division, you know, um, put in two past them. Um, and I think they played City twice in the group stage. Even their group stage was full of 
teams yeah. that weren't that impressive outside of City. Mm-hmm. City played them once in their house. They tied them 1-1. When they went to the um, back to Manchester, they lost 5-1. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's going to be a good game. I, I think what's going to be really impressive to see is it's going to be a lot of firepower. It's not going to end 0-0. And this is where the match fitness is going to come in. You know, can PSG keep up? Because just like we have subs, I mean, um, they like to change their formation up with their subs. They bring on some prolific subs off the bench as well. And just because maybe you don't know them or you don't play with them in FIFA, I mean, do not <laughs> sleep on these guys. These guys are these guys are dangerous, and they can they can definitely catch us slipping if we're not on top of our game that day, for sure. Guillaume, should Tuchel, Leonardo, should they demand some performance enhancing drug tests before they go into this game against Atalanta? I've never seen a team run as much as they do at a high level and just score. I mean, they are they're ruthless. I mean, I'm generally concerned if, if we go with thing. Silva, you know, his pace. I mean, he, he's they're great positioning, thing. but yeah, go ahead, it, take it. Remind me of Monaco um, when Monaco reached the semis of the championship. Yeah, with Mbappe. Um, that game against Croatia, every shot outside the box was a goal. They're in full confidence. Um, yeah, they move a lot. What I don't like about them is that they they switch the ball around from one uh, wing to the other, like boom, 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 boom. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that's a little scary. Um, all right, I'm going to say um, I think we're going to destroy them. Yes, yes. <laughs> I think we're going to completely dismantle that team. Completely dismantle uh, what I've saw against Russia defensively. No, they oh, leak goals. God. It's kind of like in the NBA, like against years back with like guys? the Sacramento Kings or the Phoenix Suns. He's like running gun teams, but then when they get to the playoffs and you really clamp down on them, they just can't get it done. You rarely see these no. high flying teams succeed. The three in the back. I've... So what he's going to do, uh, Pellegrini? He's going to, um, it's Pellegrini, right? Uh, He's going to modify his defensive formation for Paris Saint-Germain because if he leaves these three in the back, in one, in one against one. Yeah, he doesn't want the one-on-one with Mbappé. One-on-one, Neymar uh, and, and Mbappé, well, Icardi. You're dead. So, <laughs> you're going to play in yeah. 4 2 Well, you don't play in 4 2 So, you're going to play in 4 3 and... Your wing back, and now that's possible. They may do that because their wing backs can can play full back, but then not the same system anymore. I think they're going to go all out the way they they play. They have to, yeah. And Zapata is going to be a big problem, mm-hmm. and Kimpembe may be on him. Well, we'll see how it goes. But remember, so they have waves, right? Remember the waves going. Rah, rah. Remember Dortmund? Yeah. What were the waves in the second game? Kimpembe stopped it. Well, the midfield stopped it. Yeah. So if um, they 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 are a midfield threat, really. That's where it happens. Um, well, we, if we have all our players, we have a decent defensive midfield now. So you're saying this could be like Lahav or. Whatever that Belgium no, no, team no, all no, over, no, we could win seven nil. No, not that that. Don't antagonize him, man. But it could be like, you know, it's going to be a tough game. Uh, you're going to have moments where we'll be a little worried and all. They may score even. Yeah. I'm just. I don't see yeah. how they they're going to 
dismantle or attack. I just don't see it. I just don't see it. No Di Maria is going to be an issue. No Di Maria, but we have Sarabia. Mm -hmm. uh, then Paradise could be an option. Yeah. Additional animation in midfield. It can come from anywhere, anytime. It can be a long ball from the defense. It can be variety dragging the ball. It can be combination in midfield. It can be Neymar dropping back and, and, and doing the, the, the box to box. It's like. Yeah. I mean, ah, that being said, if we are there physically, which is a question mark, if we're not there physically, oh, that's a completely different game. And then we can be terrified. Yes. Can you imagine uh, having so to go I'm from... I'm assuming yeah. pa Paris will arrive. Okay, like, we're not 100%, we are like 90. If Paris shows up at, in, that, in that form, it will be uh, Paris Saint-Germain-Dortmund again. Well, hopefully, second leg, hopefully that happens. Second leg, not Dortmund. Hopefully, yeah, not the first leg. <laughs> uh, but I was just yeah. saying, imagine the juxtaposition of having to go up against Atalanta's high-flying offense, and then if... Um, Atletico Madrid, if they advance, and then having to play them, which they just don't even attack at all. Like, well, talk about Tuchel having to change things up. Yeah, that'd be, uh, yeah. Yeah, well. So, um, um, and again, if we show up fit, we'll know within the next, the, 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 the first 10, 15 minutes, you know, yeah. 20 minutes, the, the fitness level. If we can reach a normal level at of a fitness for a quarterfinal of the Champions League. Absolutely no problem. Yeah. Well, hopefully we adrenaline can take over. Oh, my God, if we can't. Oh, my God. <laughs> it could get ugly. <laughs> I'm just sick of the of the media. Everybody on Twitter, like, Atalanta is their new favorite team, and they're just like, Wait, PSG see. better watch out. PSG better watch out. I'm like, yeah, 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 great. We're the favorite team to hate. You just got to – listen, you can't let the people get to you. Listen, everyone wants to hate PSG, man. It's just everyone wants Mbappe. They want Neymar. It's the league. It's this. It's that. So I just wait till game day. Let's play. Let's let the let let the rest talk for itself. I will add a hot take though to um, what Guillaume just said. So if Juventus come out and play the way they played against Atalanta, I think Juventus will go through. But I would not be shocked if Leon give Juventus a run for their money, especially with Memphis Depay back. They're not looking good, Juve, right now. Because Juve do not look good. They, oh. You know what it is? Is Sari wants to play this certain style. He, he, yeah, he wants to play this Sari ball, and it completely contradicts the way Ronaldo plays. Ronaldo's a very direct player. That's why he played so well at Man U and Real Madrid. He just looks lost. You know, um, Dybala is week in and week out their best player, but... I'm really interested to see that game because I, I do think it would be great for Liga. Yes. But I do think that there is a chance that Leon could knock Juve out. I, I'm, if I put my money on it, I would put Juventus, obviously, with Ronaldo going through, whether it be a PK or, you know, a last minute, you know, Ronaldo showing up just like he did against Atletico Madrid. But they just don't look good. They don't impress me. Um, they they don't look impressive. Oh. And with Memphis Depay back, it changes everything for Leon. Yeah. Same with Barcelona. They don't look good. I think they could be in oh, trouble no, against Napoli. Barcelona is not looking good at all. No. Just ask Messi about it. He'll tell you how much they suck. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. That's enough Barcelona talk. Let's get to some Twitter questions and wrap up this show. Uh, this one comes from at JTheGod7. Which academy players will be next season's Kwasi and Aushish? Um, I like Javi Simons. 
Simmons, how do you say it? Um, I think he's going to be great. I don't know if he can get into the first team, but if he can, he, he's a guy who, like, two years ago, he looked like a little kid. And now he's like a grown-ass man, you know, like real muscles. Like, he's on the care, you know, fitness regime. He's, he's getting beefed up. So I think if he can get into the team and play a little bit, he could be special. But uh, who are you guys looking at? We don't have another uh, question. Yeah. Nope. No, that's a problem. Um, another midfielder is uh, a case who is Atil, if I can pronounce yeah, his name. Yeah, uh, Case Atil. Uh, who is Ruiz Atil? Yeah, Ruiz Atil. Oh, okay. Uh, physically, he owns away from the you know what's requested at that level, but technically, he's he's good. He's incredible. Oh, yeah, he's really uh, so, Kelly up front, interesting. And then... Um, he's a little bit like um, Diaby. A little bit. A little buffer than Diaby. Yeah. A little buffer. Um, Mbeso, but I think Mbeso is going away, too. Yeah, he's leaving, right? Yeah. yeah. yeah Scored a goal he... today. He's but leaving. we have a giant. He's... Uh, I forgot his name. We have so many... So many players. They yeah. just keep coming in waves. You talked about waves earlier. He's like 6'4". Uh, He's like 15, right? Yeah. I know what you're talking about. I forget yeah. his name. Everybody wants him. Everybody wants him. So, but it's like years ahead, you know. But the, the hot prospects are probably Simmons and uh, Ruiz. But, who, you know, it's so hard to know. Uh, and another kid can show up. That's it. Something happens physically is there, and then you start um, talking about it. But Kelly Mwendo is ready. Physically, doesn't seem to to uh, to care much about the because he's a, he's a great athlete. So he's, he's uh, I like I like the kid. I like yeah. him. Tyrone, do you have anyone or kind of the same players? Yeah, kind of the same thing. Um, my question about Simmons is why he didn't get called up for these friendlies. I'm kind of interested why Tuchel didn't yeah. didn't bring him. Um, I but mean, squad's but yeah, already at 28, so adding him, it just might be a numbers game. Yeah, it, it definitely could be, but um, definitely interested to see him play. Um, you know, I've watched a couple of the um, the youth games, so I've seen him play a couple times. Um, K. Ruiz, definitely impressive. You know, definitely needs to put on some muscle, but technically, <laughs> you know. If game of that guy? Yeah, he's he's going to be good. Um, <laughs> Callum Wendo as well. And then also, um, I'm interested to see Pembele. You know, I think he's played, he's gotten action time in both games. Um, You know, it's been a while, I think, since, um, who do we have that played fullback for us that we let, we let go? He played left, left back. Left back? Or right, right back? Right back, yeah, with Bernat. Oh, Stanley and Soki. Oh, yeah, yeah, down in Nice, right? So we haven't had a... Yeah, we haven't had a youth product uh, come up on that side of the field for a while. So definitely interested to see him play. You know, no one's going to be Kwasi. I'm still a little bit upset about that. And um, Aushish as well. But, That's hey, bad. listen, you know what? It, it's That's it's tough. Bad. And people, I know we talk about this, you know, um, in the chat, you know, people being upset with Kwasi for leaving. But I, I don't blame him. You know, it's a, it's a tough decision to make. Um, you know, Byron Munich comes calling. Sometimes you don't want to be home. Sometimes you, you, you know, you want to leave home. Um, so listen, I, I wish him the best, but yeah, we keep too. it moving. Well, but, not. Yeah, yeah. Seven but uh, go. remember the, the, yeah, 
the maturity he showed on the pitch. Mm -hmm. Seventeen. You're playing with Verratti, there's Neymar, there's Mbappe, there's Thiago Silva. I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa. Another name you hear a lot about is um, Edward. Was it Mishu? He's another player. I think they call him like the next Verratti or something. They all have these like little monikers. Um, and one player who wasn't in our academy, but I think he's young enough. I, I'm really liking him, especially just seeing him in the, these first two friendlies is uh, Bakker. Um, he, he's just he didn't a, look a, great today. Yeah, he didn't look good, but he, he's got the physical tools. If he can just Hard get some game get, time. Yeah, it's, it's in the air. Physically, yeah. he's, <laughs> yeah. he's, he needs work. Yeah, he's, he needs work. He's work. Um, he just he he's not always great on the ball, um, you know his touch isn't always great. But listen, it's just it's game time, and I think <clears throat> I think you just need to play with these individuals. You need to get time with the first team, shake off that rust. Um, and it's different, you know, playing at Ajax and playing at PSG are two different things. You know yeah, what I mean? Sure. So he got yelled at by Neymar. <laughs> That's not a very probably good well thing. deserved. Yeah, well deserved. Uh, next question comes from at Luke Van Seven. Is this the closest knit group of PSG players in the QSI era? It seems like everything is clicking on and outside of the pitch with the players, even with the lockdown. Um, was it Bastille Day or you know some celebration? They all the players got together. Paredes's birthday, they were all together. These guys are always out partying, hanging out. They got a, a, a WhatsApp chat going. I would say, yeah, I think this is the closest I've seen. Yeah. Anyone yeah. disagree yeah, with I, that? No, I think so. I think they enjoy being around each other. Um, they enjoy hanging out, which is which is awesome to see. And I think that kind of camaraderie and chemistry, you know, only makes things better on the pitch. So and, I, and I don't remember the last time I saw them this close. And struggle. I mean, the team has been through so much shit. Yeah, yeah the media always tries you know? to create this, like, you know, this division in the locker room. And they don't want to report on this team. They're like, they seem like they're all friends and really get along. And that does translate to the pitch. You know, and we're seeing that. Um, they also d really ignore the fact that PSG could win three more trophies, and they've already won league on. So, like, they could, they still could do the quadruple, and nobody's Shh. talking about it. Let's see, you know, keep it low, but just saying. <laughs> just let it sure. happen. Just, just let it happen. Just, just let, let it happen. happen. Um, at official Hernandez, um, do you think we should play a few friendlies with stronger opponents before our Champions League clash with Atalanta? I guess you could schedule something, but all the big teams are playing in their leagues. So, yeah. yeah, I don't know if coming over to the MLS and playing in their little bubble in Orlando would work. I don't know if that would be tough for competition, but I, I just don't know who else is out there. Is there like an Australian team or something? No. <laughs> like, what do you do? They didn't want to play. Leon invited us to the tournament they had, but apparently Tuchel and Leonardo didn't want to go because they didn't want to play someone that they could potentially play in the Champions League at some point. Yeah. Yes. So I, I think Celtic really no is as good as you're going to get. Celtic is going to give us uh, some trouble, yeah. which is great. They're going to run, 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 run. Yeah. Didn't we beat Celtic 6-1 six, six in Champions League? <laughs> Something like that a couple <laughs> years ago. Sure. Um, so this this next question uh, from at I am Douglas Bryan. Who do you think will be arriving during the transfer window, and why do you think there have not been any announcements yet other than Ocardi? So you... You know, we talked about transfers. We've mentioned a lot of names, but you know what? I I kind of want to take his question, reword it slightly, and I just want to ask: like, do you think that Leonardo has missed an opportunity? The French window opened, and no one else could make any deals. But you could, you know, if uh, PSG wanted Yusuf Atal at Nice, they could have went and got him. But they haven't made any 
transfers in France. So do you think Leonardo has missed an opportunity here to get some deals done early while the other teams are focused on finishing their season? Should I go first? Yeah, go ahead, Guillaume. No. No? He hasn't. Um, that, like I said during the previous podcast, that, you know, <laughs> and see, see who, who's going who's gonna to buy it. A big fish? Of course they want a big fish. That's you funny you say it. that. They just released a fly fishing kit for like $600, so mm-hmm. it could be yours. Thanks. Um, no, thank you. I don't. I don't. I don't, no, thank I don't, you. I don't fish. So. But uh, you, ne- you never know how it's going to go, and then nothing happens. Uh, yeah, they look at the the French uh, market, but there's yeah. possibly one big name. No, not big, 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 but one solid guy. That's going to be it. Milinkovic Savage. He's leaving. They've lowered the price. You can get him for then, a bargain. Then, but you cannot go all out for him. Yeah. So you have to try and Dombele too. And then the backup, you know, third choice, fourth mm-hmm. choice, and you work on that. And that takes months. Yeah. Then you see how much money you know you have if it happens, how much money left. Yeah. And uh, Atal is not going to be cheap. I love that guy. I <laughs> And do we need Atal? Because Atal is like Meunier, only better, but defensively. A little shaky. So it's going to be 35 mil. Can we do 35 mil for a player we don't really need? We need uh, Savage for 70 plus bonuses. That's for sure. Oh my God, if we get him. And Dombele? Oh, my God. And, and the PSG's what? wage bill has gone considerably down with Silva and Cavani both expected to leave. So we, we should have some money to pay, yeah, pay some the, of these players. Cavani yeah. and Silva is like... Cavani uh, is third highest, Silva mm-hmm. fourth. Uh, Silva, I think, was third highest. Uh, maybe, uh, yeah, maybe. So number three, number four, highest salary, mm-hmm. considering how much taxes they pay on the club. As an employer, we're talking about uh, a huge chunk. I mean, uh, let's say Cavani got 15 million uh, after taxes. So to pay you 15 million after taxes, I have to pay you probably 25. But then I have my employer taxes over that. So you're going to cost me close to 52. So, so, so they were I'm paying... I'm Paris Saint-Germain. <laughs> I write a check for 52 million. The, the, all the, you know, Americans call that taxes. They're not the, the like, social net uh, subtractions or whatever. Yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> keeps going, keeps going. Then there's uh, the income tax, the blah, 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 blah. And Kevin gets 13 or 15 million net out of that 52 million gross. So that's 52 million for Kevin. It's probably around 50 for uh, Thiago Silva. That's 100 million euros <laughs> a year. So we well, could get savage. We've got the money. Exa- exaggerated. It's probably a little less than that. 
you know, let's let's make it like 75 million for both, 75, 78 million. That's how much it frees up in the yearly budget. I per just, year. <laughs> per year. I just you pulled know. it up. Um, Lakeep had it. Uh, Tiago Silva, 1.5 million gross monthly. That's the estimate um, salary. And then Cavani was fourth with 1.345 million euro every month. So. The Mario's 120. Uh, Di Maria oh, was, yeah. yeah. For the club. So they're, yeah, they're going to be gone. So we've got money to play around with. Tyron, is there a player that you think could come in? And do you think Leonardo has missed his opportunity to make any signings while all the other teams are preoccupied? No, I think um, I trust Leonardo to do decent business at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I'm not sure what, what our, our bank looks like right now for the summer after spending 50 on Icardi and, you know, doing some other business. Um, and the coronavirus so, losses. Exactly, all that kind of stuff. So there's um, Savage. Um, I like Pellegrini also. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's he's a good midfielder. I think, you know, from a different standpoint, you know, bringing in those players – from Tuchel's standpoint, is really you know how would he play because mm-hmm. Savage and Pellegrini don't fit into the the four four two that they play now, so they'd have to go back to a four three three, I think, if they played that way. But those are good problems to have, I guess, at the end of the day. Um, I know Guillaume really wants <laughs> really wants Savage, so but no, I, I would take him um, if the price is right. Again, yeah. I don't want us to get into a situation where we're looking over our shoulders again. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so smart business is always good business. And don't forget. Two guys by the name of Neymar and Mbappe. We're gonna to try to sign them to something if we can. So that's gonna be a, big too. Yeah, a boatload yeah. of money. Up, uh, negotiations again between the club and Neymar. I did see that. Yeah, um, yeah. I think it was so like, like sport. solid from solid sources, like negotiations. Yeah, like it's going well. I mean, I'll I mean, believe it when I see it. But. He's twenty-eight years old. You know, like he's gonna be around for a little bit more. But playing yeah. playing the style, I'm not so sure. He's gonna to have to change his game a little bit. I think. It's a good 10. Yeah. So hopefully we can keep them. It'd be nice. Um, we had some other questions come in, but let's leave it there. Those were some of the best ones. So thank you, everyone, who sent those in. Um, and let's wrap up the show. Um, we'll start with Guillaume, if you want to let people know how to find you, if they want to message you about anything well, you said today. Football is back. I'm a little bit back on Twitter, too. Yeah. Off the door one on Twitter. Fantastic. And Tyrone, how can people find you? Awesome. Yeah, you guys can find me on Twitter at um, Ty, so T-Y. Pound, P-O-U-N-D, sign, S-I-G-N. Fantastic. And we've got PSG versus Celtic on July 21st. Then we've got the Coupe de France final. Yep, on um, July 24th. And then... Two two games next week. Yeah, two games next week. And then uh, the Coupe de la Liga, the very last one ever in history against Lyon on July 31st. And then it all starts in August with the Champions League. So lots of action coming very fast so get ready we'll try to record these on a more regular basis so thank you everyone for listening you can find me on uh twitter at psg talk give me a shout and we'll catch you next time thanks everyone later guys bye